Hello and welcome to Abandoned Cart, the podcast we wish we'd had when running our own e-commerce store. The host for today is myself, Laura and Adam. Hiya. The co-founders of Pink Leopard, which is a growth acceleration agency specializing in e-commerce. So joining us today is Josh Roche, the founder and CEO at Bullaco, the Gen Z influencer agency, who will be talking to us about how to take your e-commerce brand to Gen Z. We were just talking about whether it was Z or Z, and I <laughs> I definitely just flipped between the two of them, so it came out strange. But Josh, welcome to the show. Hey guys, thank you so much for having me. Excited yeah, to be thanks here. Thanks so much for, for joining us. So Josh, we kick off every episode with this question, so the audience can get to know our guests on a more personal level. So what is the best piece of advice you've ever received, and how has it impacted your life? Wow, okay, I think... The most, yeah, if it, if it is easy, everyone would do it. It kind of sticks out quite a lot to me. How's it impacted my life? I can't really say. It's, I don't know. It kind of keeps you going sometimes. I'm sure you both understand from a, there's been, there's some pretty bleak times when you're sat there going, oh my God, this is, oh, sorry, I don't know if I can say that, but this is like getting quite tough and you're kind of wanting to, I guess, give up. And it's that there are, if it, if it was easy, everyone would kind of be cracking on it and doing it. So I guess, yeah, hopefully that answers the question. Yeah, 100%. And yeah, Adam and I often <clears throat> say that to each other <laughs> when it's when we're in a cafe with our head and our hands, just like, <laughs> no, just joking. It's all good, really. Yeah, um, yeah daily, no. daily occurrence. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. But it, it is really motivational, though, isn't it? And yeah. Because it's, it's very true. So yeah, thanks very much for that. And hopefully that gives everyone else a reminder of who's listening that if it was easy everybody would do it thank you no worries yeah cool so josh just so the listeners know exactly who we're talking about here who falls into a gen z category yeah i, I think there's quite a few variations if you're looking online we, we we classify it kind of the 1997 to 2012 so what's that you're kind of 26 to 12 year olds like well no that might be slightly wrong. But anyway, yeah. So it's 1997 to 2012. That kind of classifies as Gen Z. Gen Z. Again, it's that <laughs> potato, potato. But we obviously, from our kind of perspective, don't necessarily engage with the under 18-year-old audience just due to laws and everything around it. Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, cool. Thank you. I'm really keen to know what's the what's your story, Josh? What's the story behind Bola? What's the story? Yeah, so I wasn't. <clears throat> I had no intention of launching my own agency. In all honesty, I didn't really necessarily know what agencies were as such. <laughs> Obviously, dealt with a few, but I was originally a club promoter, so based in Oxford at Oxford Brooks, working with a couple of mates and running club nights and having a bundle of fun. <laughs> and then COVID really got in the way of all of it. Obviously, it shut shut down events completely. So what it had to do was we kind of explored or I explored I guess new opportunities when I was living back at home and having my parents say you need to kind of crack on and do something in your life you can't just be sat here waiting for events to come back so what what I did was assess how I don't know it wasn't even assessed really it's one of those kind of in the shower moments which I think people say they have do they actually happen but one day I had this idea we were getting content created on well not even getting content created as such but we were creating content for our own socials for the club nights but also having 
students and their friends kind of share their own experience from being at the club night as well, posting on their stories with a link in the bio. So we had our t- traditional reps who would promote tickets and go, guys, come here, it's going to be really good fun, I promise. But then how can you kind of reach a wider audience by people who are engaging? So it's putting stories on their Instagram, link in the bio, and each one was a UTM tracking link so you could actually track where the conversion was coming from. And it's not reinventing the wheel by any means, but that is the traditional, I mean, this was back in 2018, so influencer marketing was pretty new around then. And I think even the earliest of agencies was only starting out then. So it's very much the basic entry market to influencer marketing. I had a few brands, I guess, come to me over my time as well. We had about a thousand people a night in various venues. So there's a large pool of students in one centralized area and brands want to target them. So what kind of clicked was brands want to reach the student market? How can you do it? And next thing you know, the idea of Buddha is born after a lot of research and a lot of effort to get there. Oh, I love it. Thank you for that. I think every great idea comes from a good night out. And this is a uh, clear <laughs> example of that. But I love how you've kind of taken, you know, what you were doing already with the club nights, but also that opportunity that you saw from the pandemic yeah. as well and been able to create it into what you've created now. It's really inspiring. So, yeah, amazing work. It has changed a lot since we originally started out, to be honest with you. The original idea is, can you work with a load of students in various cities and can they create content on behalf of brands? And I can give you a very short answer. The answer is no. (laughs) Trying to manage a hundred odd students per campaign in various individual cities for geo specific was very difficult. I kind of compared us to the the parent trying to get hold of your child after on a Thursday morning, after they've been at a sports night all night, they just don't want to pick up to you to about three, four o'clock. Trying to run, trying to run an agency. Obviously, our time doesn't work like that. By about four o'clock, five o'clock, everyone's kind of hoping to be able to finish off on a Thursday because you want to go do your socialising. Yeah. So we had to quickly adapt, and then we are where we are now. Love it. Okay, amazing. And I suppose you know, going to the theme of the podcast today, there's lots of e-commerce brands that are listening to this. But how can they really target Gen Z and what social platform would you suggest to them and why? Yeah, I think we can are probably easiest to break it down into two parts. I'll start off with what platform would I suggest? It sounds really boring and people are probably going to hate it, but TikTok, it is a center point for brands at this current moment to reach a really young, engaged audience. I mean, there's a couple of stats. I actually had them here. Let me try and find them. So yeah, TikTok have even come out, obviously take it with a pinch of salt, but 79% of the UK TikTokers discover new brands through TikTok. There's also 41% of Gen Z are now using social media to kind of find new brands and product. So I suggest TikTok because the audience is very engaged on it. There's a hashtag going around at the moment as well, which is called hash, hashtag TikTok, maybe buy it. And I think, don't quote me on the number, but the views were like 60 million plus or something recently, which is crazy so they've also now started exploring tiktok shop which is essentially an e-commerce opportunity for brands so you can integrate it within your like your own tiktok and then you can do full funnel from content straight through to purchasing 
which is quite a clever way of doing it. We're currently exploring quite a lot to do with Pinterest, particularly for e-commerce, very much for a top funnel kind of awareness and consideration phase as well. So yeah, that's the, the platform focus, I'd say. What is the second part? How to kind of engage, I guess. Yeah, so really kind of looking at, you know, obviously that's great looking at which social platforms. And it's really interesting you say about the engagement piece, because I think out of all of the platforms, TikTok has really shown that, you know, proven to be an incredibly engaging platform. So it's one that's certainly not to be dismissed by any business, I don't think. And I know it kind of looks or people perceive it as a younger kind of Gen Z platform, which it very much is, obviously, but is kind of filtering out into different demographics as well. So but it's that engagement piece, which I think is the most important for e-com stores. Yeah, there's often... Oh, like, that I, isn't, yeah. Sorry, you go on. Sorry. No, go on. Oh, no, I was going to say, I'm, I'm definitely not Gen, Gen Z, but I got got the other day on got got I'm such a even that sounds old but I was on TikTok and yeah it was like this hair curling product which I think it was through the hashtag hashtag TikTok made me buy it but there was a creator on there who I didn't don't even follow or had never even heard of before but she was just showing like how to use the product and it is something that I did want anyway these like heatless curlers which took me then through to TikTok shop to buy it and it was just it really is just crazy and incredible like how really trying to keep you on the platform to purchase because everything was seamless so all the way from that the creator was obviously the the initial kind of well piece of creative that grabbed my attention all the way through to then like the social proof then the kind of ease and flow of being able to just literally have a few clicks and purchase through the shop so yeah it's it's definitely not just for gen gen z now no i i think like and again it isn't to say the other social platforms are i'm not bashing any of them they're all They've all got the kind of strengths. I think Instagram obviously had the shopping opportunity for a while as well. As you kind of said, that it's the flowing through seamlessly, just you can keep scrolling. And then it's that kind of thumb stopper opportunity that you go, oh, I'm interested. But instead of even having to leave the platform now, you can just slowly make your way through and purchase directly on platform, which is, I mean, <laughs> once you're done, you can go back to scrolling through and finding more more information or more products but it's it's just the ease isn't it and i think that's the kind of <clears throat> yeah this it's probably scary but at the same time there's an opportunity for brands chat is also very popular with gen z or gen z i don't know what ones you kind of want gen z <laughs> so they are that's a very popular channel but again it's that or i'm only saying it's popular because it's looking at where is that audience kind of segmented at the moment <laughs> isn't to say like tiktok is obviously growing globally so the stat originally was is where gen z are because they are it's because they were the first kind of adopters to the brand but slowly mm. other audiences do start adopting as well so it isn't to say that that same audience isn't still there it's just the only reason it's going down is because the other ones are kind of slowly um, growing to like it now as well and realizing it's not just all songs and dances I don't have to be doing mm. I, I think what was it that when it first came out everyone's doing that kind of blinding lights dance aren't they yeah. so yeah. It's not, it isn't just that now there's opportunities to it's a search function they're competing against Google for search functions which is incredible yeah. the SEO is great and I'm not trying to big up TikTok by any means here at all but it's the kind of 
if brands are looking for opportunities as an e-commerce, it's one you can build up a community. And this kind of falls into that second part as well. Like what should e-commerce brands be looking at? It is looking at how can you build up a community and don't, don't try and go too broad. Having your own little niche audience is really, really beneficial to a brand because slowly the algorithm will help promote you wider. But if you can kind of niche down and find a little audience that you're really interested in, that's a great opportunity to start with. And then TikTok, I think the beauty of it allows you to kind of be quite authentic as well. I, th- I mean, that's such a buzzword at the moment and everyone's throwing it around, like be authentic, be this. But I think that's what TikTok kind of brought out. Influencers are great as well, but on Instagram originally it's very much, you can tell it's like the quality, the, the, the product production and the quality around how everything's been made is very, the standard is exceptionally high, but nowadays you can have brands just, I think you even have some luxury brands nowadays just having these fun little skits and everyone's going, okay, cool. I can, I can tell who they are as a, as a brand and like they're actually giving out their kind of persona. It's not just you like, I mean, you look at the luxury retail market, they, you kind of come across and go, Oh, they're quite scary, quite daunting, but <laughs> they're all now slowly looking at branching out to TikTok as well. So with an e-commerce brand launching out, that's a real opportunity to one, you haven't got lines that you kind of need to follow. You can really be who you want to be and have fun. And it shows why opportunities are out there. Cause there's no kind of, there's no standard one size fits all model anymore, particularly when you're doing like paid adverts a few years ago when everyone thought of an e-commerce brand It's very much just how you need to do it. But nowadays there's no, there's no, golden ticket it's kind of be yourself and um yeah yeah and it, yeah that's really interesting because yeah i suppose you've got to test lots of different things for your own kind of unique and individual brand but i suppose do you do you have any advice that you would offer to ecoms leaders that would actually benefit from stepping into marketing to gender? yeah i think so we're i mean this is very much uh dropping what we do at the moment in time so sorry if I'm not allowed to do that, but it's very much looking at working with certain creators. You can kind of like, or not even creators as such, but people who can be recognized for your brand. So yes, you're going to have to test your content and the content itself might could be the same sort of content. It could just be the initial call to action, which is different or the font. Like Mr. Beast did this um, thing the other day about how one change in font I think 10 times the viewership like in the first 24 hours of posting it. And again, don't quote me on that one, but it is the testing how your brand is shown across with similar faces and forming these kind of longer term partnerships now, particularly for e-commerce brands in particular, because it's how can you have that recognizable face every time people like you might not stop the first time, but it's how can you keep going, oh actually I know what they are and you know what I am interested in is that continue the journey that way, working alongside that way. Yeah, and I suppose on that as well, with you know what are the are the metrics that you would look at then to measure that effectiveness from these campaigns? Well, I mean like bottom line, if you're starting out you're looking for sales, aren't you? And I think that is how you measure certain campaigns. It depends on what you're looking at. We like 
if you're launching straight away, you can't, or you or you can, but it wouldn't be suggested to go straight into, I'm looking at selling X amount. You kind of have to initially build up that top line. Let's do an awareness. Let's make people aware who we are. Let's build up that community and that engagement. And so you can very much on those sort of ones track the vanity metrics of, okay, how many views have I got? What impressions am I getting? How's the engagement? Then it's, you should move through to a bit more consideration phase of your product. So it's like, okay, cool. Everyone's aware who we are now. Are they considering us as an opportunity? And then we, then when you really want to, you can have the call to action of, okay, now we want purchasing and how are we going to get retarget the audiences that have done the awareness, they're now considered us and how can we target them through actual conversion? And that's obviously like any brand are looking for some ROI and with e-commerce, it's very much if you can track a sale to how much you spent on that sale, you can measure what the um, return is for you. And you can like start measuring the cost per acquisitions or the cost per clicks as well. But it's that you can't just jump straight into, or you can, but I wouldn't advise jumping straight into, okay, here's a product, let's get it. So unless you're smashing a load of paid media into it, if you're trying to do more of a authentic, organic uptake, it's that slower building a community side. So what, what do you guys do? Are you, so do you sort of, for like e-commerce businesses or for other businesses, do you just find the influencers or the creators for them and kind of work with the creator and influencer, like look at all this, you know, whether they kind of fit with the, the client that you're working with and then do you direct them on what the what you need in order for the client to kind of achieve their goals or do you then run them organically like paid media for it how does that kind of work with your agency yeah it fluctuates again like i'm not going to say that there are we do use paid across some some campaigns depending on what has been agreed with the brand in the first place we are having quite a lot of e-commerce bits come across our desk at the moment actually i mean we've just completed a couple of bits of the h&m group which have been quite successful from a top funnel to middle funnel campaign is now exploring how can we start driving that more bottom funnel with them there's a lot of tiktok shop bits coming out at the moment as well so we're working quite closely with our account manager at tiktok to kind of maximize return again for brands so looking at setting up tiktok shops on behalf of clients we're working with I, like how does it kind of work from a creator side we have a we have about ten thousand creators now on our platform so we have quite quite a variety to pick from. We are we're slowly building a bit more of a matchmaking service as well. So it's not just like us kind of going. This is why we recommend it through the data we know. It's a more automated journey for a brand, which is really exciting. So they can actually see what we kind of see on it. And then it's yeah. So from a creative perspective, we we co-create loads of our campaigns at this moment in time. So. That might you might be wondering what that kind of is. It's we get the creators we're working with to speak direct with the brand on how they conceptualize the kind of content they're looking at doing. So they've built up if you're publishing on the influencer or creators channel, they've already built up their own um, audience and they understand what content works for them. So there's no point going against the grain in a sense mm. of trying to I think the traditional scripted very tv advert kind of content is boring now it's having that again unique authentic kind of twist on the messaging can still be the same but letting someone take control of how they want to 
have the that perceived I guess yeah interesting and how if like a a a brand say has never worked with influencers before obviously that's where you guys come in but if they wouldn't sort of work with if they can't work with an agency just yet do you have any tips on what they could do in terms of what to look for or how they could start kind of approaching them is it just a case of you know, blanket reaching out to, well, using platforms like you're, you're suggesting that obviously you're moving into, which is amazing. Or in the short term, is it just looking for creators that they kind of like the look of or that fit with their brand and reaching out to see if they would do some content for them? Yeah, I think if you can work with agencies who already have it there, that's a really nice, a nice op- option because it also takes the legwork away. Again, it's not, you've got to kind of look into the agencies you're trying to work with as well it's same with anything you guys also look into clients you're looking to work with it's but if they haven't so yeah there's a few out there who obviously like us have the kind of platform built and we've all got our own back end which we use if you haven't got that kind of luxury of being able to go out and pay for that agency side it's again looking at working with with certain creators who probably aren't as well their accounts probably aren't as large as they're probably looking at but it's the working with more smaller people and yeah, reaching out, trialing. People might say no. <laughs> I mean, it's like any 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 outbound, isn't it? You get a hundred no's and one yes. You still got a yes at the end of the day from it. So you got to kind of keep going. And then so yeah, that's uh, some advice for a brand looking at. It's going back to looking at kind of who is your audience and trying to find people within that audience. That's a really good starting mm-hmm. point. Yeah. And then I guess, again, is it, I suppose it just varies completely as to whether, like the size of the influencer or creators, whether you have to pay them, how much you pay them, whether it's product, I suppose they all have their, is it just a matter again of reaching out to understand what their charges are or what their terms and conditions are sort of thing? Yeah. So I mean, from our perspective, we've got quite a few contracts with creators at this moment in time. So we kind of know rate cards we know what they're looking for if there is if there is gifting opportunities yes it can vary we actually pay all of our creators we don't do it on a pro bono opportunity but i think that is kind of just because we set out in the beginning we're working with very young talent we don't want to just be kind of taking they they deserve to get paid as well because it's all well and great getting some free content like a free t-shirt maybe but also (laughs) a free t-shirt you can go out and buy your own t-shirts currently for like 20 pound as well so or not you know what i mean so we went out initially that we want to pay them there are opportunities to just work with others which on a kind of premise of his product can you get can you get some content made that i'm aware of a few a few brands that have kind of tried it and then let's say again you send out to 100 people how many of them are actually going to produce the content once you've sent it it is very much kind of taking a chance on it as well but it depends on the brand as well so it's if you're a massive e-commerce shop who have as many arms to reach as many people and the pocket your pockets aren't necessarily too worried about if we lose a product here or a product there it's great but i think from a starting out perspective it is every every kind of sample counts <laughs> and it's yeah. a, it's a cost you you incur and you need to make sure that you are kind of getting the opportunities that you're asking for produced. Yeah, I suppose, I suppose that that is the beauty, obviously, of working with, with you know, like yourselves. You know 
if they're going to pay for it, which obviously a huge advocate of that as well, then they like, you know, who's going to work best with them, who like, which kind of influencers and creators are going to get them the best results. But I suppose if somebody is just, you know, contacting loads of different sort of influencers and creators who are on the smaller side, like you say, they may not, they may be brand new themselves and just kind of yeah. learning and may not generate any traction for that business. So yeah, I, if I had an e-commerce store, I'd definitely work with an agency. I feel like it's such hard work if you're trying to do it. Yeah, I think it's, it's the, like, we've got enough kind of data, our end, to understand who, it's not just uh, picking some people and hopefully it sticks now. There is a lot of data and strategy behind everything. It's not, so it's understanding, we understand what their audiences are actually interested in as well. So you can target campaigns around that. We understand what they are interested in and what they're kind of fate. So you're working with creators in that interest as well. There are there, every so often, and I know I said, don't go against the grain. Every so often we do work with some to go against the grain, but that's also because it's the kind of strategy behind a, a wider piece. But that's probably not for an e-commerce side. It's more wider opportunity. Yeah. Amazing. That's really interesting. Thank you so much. Well, yeah, it has been has been super insightful. And obviously, sort of influence the side of things isn't what we do at Pink Leopard. So it's really interesting to, you know, to hear and to learn from you. Is there anything that we didn't ask you that you feel like would be good for the audience to know, or even maybe like a campaign that you've been most proud of that's had really amazing results? Yeah, yeah there's, I think I touched on it briefly, the H&M group one we've finished recently, I can't recall the exact number off the top of my head, to be honest with you. But I know the it was very much targeting a student student discount, which is kind of going on, coming forward. And I, it was, don't, again, don't quote me on this one. I might be completely wrong. But I believe it's something like 10 pieces of content, which generated like 30,000 clicks to through to wow. the landing page they were looking at. I can't remember the exact results following that. But all I do know is that we are continuing conversations. So I see that as a successful campaign yeah. and um, hopefully they do as well. So but yeah, apart from that, that's the one I can really think of off the top of my head. But yeah, just keep keep at it if they are launching. It's an exciting opportunity as well. So don't, I mean, you can have a, you can have a CEO or founder as well become the face of it if they're really wanting to create the content. But if you are looking for that kind of wider reach and wider opportunities, do you work with creators who can assist you in that journey? And that most of them are quite quite keen to as well. Yeah, amazing. Thank you. That's so well. Yeah, and H H&M, and M. That's a that's a, an amazing brand to work with. So it's, it's, it's their group. There's a there's a couple of smaller ones. It's not. Oh, it, wasn't, okay. it wasn't directly H H&M, and M. There's a few. It, it's coming out in a couple of weeks at R N. So we're publicly announcing it, which is quite exciting. Really exciting. Well, the H M group. Yeah, that's that's incredible, and obviously, they're very happy with it if they're going to continue to to work with you. So yeah. amazing! Thank you, thanks so much, Josh. That's really really helpful. Thank you for joining us today. How can the listeners connect with you? Oh, uh, brilliant! I think LinkedIn's probably easiest. I mean, Instagram as well. It's it's an open open Instagram, so I'm not necessarily too worried about if people want to connect. I, we have a few connections free that way. But LinkedIn or email, it's just joshua at budico.com. Yeah, I think that's Perfect. the best way. 
Well, we'll put the put your links in the in the show notes as well, so people Amazing. can connect with you that way. We'll find you on LinkedIn and make sure it's the right link. <laughs> I'll send Great. it over. Don't worry. I think I think Adam's already got it, so don't worry about that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Brilliant. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks so much again, and thank you everybody for listening. If you enjoyed the show, then please subscribe and follow us for more episodes coming soon. And if you enjoy this podcast with Josh, then please leave us a review. That would be very much appreciated. If you're keen to discuss any aspects of your digital marketing um, for your business, then you can also contact the team at Pink Leopard and we're more than happy to help. So thank you so much. And thanks for joining us again, Josh. Thank you. Cheers, guys. Thank you. Thank you.